0: My COVID is really, really kicking in hard. Yeah, big time. Well, congratulate you on that. I'd almost call it debilitating.
1: All right, ready.
0: Hey there, welcome to the Felt Recall podcast number 142. Chris and Patrick back with you for all the nonsense that makes up this podcast one time per week, one sometimes, one time every other week. You're on baby watch, still, yep. D- due date for baby is two days from this recording happening, right? Correct, am I right? Yep. Okay, are not quite there yet, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Inter- interestingly enough. I ran into substitute host Stump's wife today. I was getting new tires on the van so that my wife and kids don't run off the road into a ditch accidentally. And there she was getting new tires as well.
1: Well, I knew you didn't see her at a gas station.
0: (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, But she actually said that Stump made her come in and listen. Sounded to me. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Sounded to me like he was asking permission. That's kind of what thats what I'm gathering, yeah. He said, she said, he called her in the room and said, you have to hear this. And then she was like, do it. Do it. You're going to guest host, do it, and do it right. So anyway, I think we're covered. So we'll be here this week. We will not be here next week because likely you'll be a new daddy, and I'll be on vacation next week, okay? So I'll be playing in the sand with my three kids while you are letting your wife rest and recover. Are you more nervous now than you were a week ago? No. You feel ready for it? I'm I'm good. You got bags packed? Are you that type of person? Are you like, yeah, when it
1: happens, we'll just be up there with nothing uh, to do? Yeah, I've got some stuff packed. Okay. Not everything, but I could grab the last of it. Are you going to be able to be... There
0: for everything? Any COVID restrictions in place right now that I'm not aware of?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Um, The only thing that's up in the air is uh, I think at one point, I don't know if it's still true now that cases have dropped off, but at one point you couldn't leave the hospital once you got there. So I could be the only person there in the room. Right. Um, I had to have some kind of screening, which I think means they point the laser at your head. Mm -hmm. It beeps and then they let you go in. Mm -hmm. Uh, They ask you if you've had diarrhea, you know, stuff like that. Um, And then you can stay. Um, I've heard some mixed things from different people at different hospitals. So I'm not exactly sure how ours is doing it, but I may have to stay for the duration. Uh, I may be able to come and go. I don't really know. You'll find out soon enough. Yeah.
0: Find out soon enough. I think we'll find out when we get there. Best of luck, my friend. All right, uh, let's get this show on the road. This week's charity of choice is Operation VetFit. You can find them at OperationVetFit.org, their South Carolina charity, uh, whose mission is to assist the nation's combat vets, active duty members, and affected family members through advocacy, mental health services, and research, fitness, and camaraderie-based motivational. Ag- is that a word? I think I got it right. Anyway, they're going to get together and do stuff. Uh, their goal is zero suicides. Operation VetFit is accomplishing its mission by helping to rebuild the sometimes lost sense of purpose while fostering a healthy transition after combat service. If you know a vet in need, uh, in any sense of the word, point them to OperationVetFit.org. OperationVetFit.org. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Patrick, how's your mask mouth?
1: I'm not sure what that means.
0: I'm just asking, how's your mask mouth? I, I'm not wearing a mask. You're not? No. Smart man. You were infamously wearing a mask in one of our favorite outtakes from this podcast at all time. I'll come back to mask mouth after I tell you a funny foot in the mouth story involving masks. <laughs> if you didn't know, by the way, mask mouth is a thing now. Uh, there's a handful of dentists around the country who are saying they are now finding patients who are wearing their masks for multiple hours every day these people who are going to work and the work is requiring them to wear the mask eight to 10 hours a day. It is decaying their teeth. It's causing cavities in people who have never had cavities before. It's causing swelling in the gums of people who have never had that condition before. And just so you know, interesting. The CDC is asking Americans to forego any non-essential dental work during this time. Cause Fauci knows best. Fauci knows best. Um, do you see the metal laid before you, Patrick? Do you see it, you see that metal there? You see I it? do. Yeah, what yeah. Is it? What does it say there on the uh, front of that metal? It's,
1: it's extraordinary.
0: I know oh you picked it it's, up. It's, it's heavy. so heavy. It's heavy.
1: Mm. Looks like it's made of of bronze or mahogany. Something. Something uh, I believe it's both. Something very um, rich and ornate. Delicate yet rugged.
0: That's the way I describe it.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Uh, it says first. Wow. And it's a uh, medal with a lanyard of sorts. Yeah. Looks like it could have could have come from the Olympics. <sighs> Probably could have been.
0: Um, what what might have been? I've always said, yeah. I've always said, had I dedicated myself to athleticism and discipline, I too may have gone to the Olympics, but I didn't. <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't do any of those things. Here's a funny personal I'm glad story. We talked through that. Yep. Um, I like to ride mountain bikes in my spare time. My son likes to ride mountain bikes in his spare time with me, right? And uh, we got word that there would be this race, right? And you could sign up for this race. It's true story. And uh, I said to him, "Hey, what? What? Just for fun, we went out and and just see what it's like." We'll sign up for it. It's like forty bucks total. Okay, him and me. Let's we'll sign up. We'll go out. We'll race this race, and, and we'll see what happens. So um, we go there. Right, you sign up, and they classify everything by age. Right, so he's kids ten and under, and then I was men thirty-five to forty-five. And uh, we get out there, and uh, and the kids do their thing, and he he did great. Uh, he had a mechanical issue; his pedal came off. I felt terrible. That was my fault. I probably. I didn't think... Way to go, Dad. I've never checked pedals in a pre-ride. I'll check tire air pressure, check the brakes, make sure everything feels right. Now we had pedals. Now I know. I don't think I ever have either. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought to. Somehow his came off, um, so that was concerning. Anyway, but he still did great. He, uh, I was really proud of him. He had a pedal come off. He had to walk the bike out. So it was a one-mile track in, through the woods, though. Right? It's a one-mile loop uh, through a wooded uh, course. He walked it out. We fixed the pedal he got on, still didn't finish last. So he was doing good. He was scooting. Um, I get out there with with the group, and we race, and we end, and I took first place in my division. And I wanted to ride that train as long as possible, but, (laughs) but quickly word got out that there were only two of us in my division.
1: You don't say
0: what i what I do say is that shouldn't matter. a win is a win is a first place technical championship
1: technical championship if you're not first, you're last. Thank you, and especially in the case of <laughs> the other guy you were racing that one other guy, as
0: I told all the kids there, if you're not winning, you're just the loser you already are, so nothing changes, so stop crying. <laughs> Anyway, there was a heartbreaking moment for one of the kids that you may not care about. But he led the whole race, this little kid. He had to have been five or six years old. Rocket ship. And we could only see him for like maybe a tenth of the one mile. You couldn't Mm -hmm. see much. You see him come out of the woods. They go down a little turn. They go across the pad that's timing everything and back up in the woods. This kid, every time, he was scooting. But he did have a kid who had to have had three or four years on him by age. And he's breathing down his neck the whole time. On the very final lap, on the very last turn, this kid, his foot came off the pedal because his seat misaligned. Like he was, I guess he sat, which, which was weird. Yeah, it would have been because he come down the hill and it flattens. And I think he sat as it flattened out to give it a couple of cranks. And his seat shifted and his foot came off the pedal. He skidded off left a little bit, had to break. And then by the time he could pedal again, that kid had gone past... And I, I mean, I'm talking. They were ten yards from the finish line. So of course, the other little kid's like, "I won, I won!" And then the other kid starts just heartbreak. Mm. And it was was interesting. Is all the adults were like, "Sorry, man. Like, you don't deserve that. You should have won. Sorry, buddy." Anyway, telling you that to say that I had a foot in the mouth moment as we walk up and we're registering for everything. And we're talking, and this guy's like, We're really glad you brought your kid. We're trying to get more kids in it. And I said, Well, you know what's funny is I tried to sign him up for a clinic this summer with Greenville County. But not only was it, I believe it was 350 bucks, but it was a three month, it was like every other week for three months type thing. And it culminated with a race. So it was worth the money. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't worried about spending the money on it. I wanted him to go do it. And this is everything I tell that guy, by the way. I wasn't worried about any of that. But do you know those knuckleheads said the kids had to wear masks while on their bikes outside of the park riding mountain bikes? And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's weird." I was like, "Terribly weird. You can't get it outside. We know that it's science. Kids aren't transmitting it to each other. We know that it's science." I get if you want to be cautious. I'm I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't sure. be, but don't ask me for 350 bucks and then tell me my eight year old's going to have to wear a mask. While he's outside playing with his friends. That's stupid. It's so dumb. Guy's like, yep, yep, yep. So here's our brochure, and I realize it's, like, the same people.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. Oops. You know. Were you like, I'll be back. I got to go get my <laughs> got, mask. I'll be at the car.
0: <laughs> uh, no, there was nobody there cared. Like, nobody was wearing masks. We were, you know, honestly, really think about this. Like, are those the people that are going to care? It's comical to me. We took the kids out that same day. We came home after that, and then uh, my daughter got a new bike last week. And so we were going to do our first – this the first time we could do, like, a family ride. Every family member has their own bike now that belongs to them that was bought for them, right? Because till now it's been hand-me-downs. She's literally been riding a Ninja Turtle bike that I think our oldest son got, like his – fourth or fifth birthday mm-hmm. she's been riding that around we got her her own little pink bike that she picked out and wanted and all that so we were going to take that out i could not believe the amount of people we saw on swamp rabbit trail wearing masks while walking or biking or whatever activity they had chosen as if somehow how does that work in their mind do the, do people really believe that the coronavirus is going to transmit through bright, airy sunshine, land on your cheek. I think so. Dribble down into your mouth and invade your veins afterwards.
1: And then immediately your grandma dies. And
0: another question. Should I tell the whiny 40-year-old on my Facebook to shut up about his coronavirus epidemic? Yes. Because my 83-year-old grandmother with Parkinson's had it and kicked it so easily. And every day now he's posting... This is my life in solitude. I have chosen to... This is true. I have chosen to quarantine in the guest bedroom. Though my wife is already affected, I don't want our children... Like, he is playing it up like he has the boils or something. Yeah. And every day I see it, and you know what You know what Facebook does. This isn't me making it up. It's true. If you pause and read somebody's status, they're going to feed you that person's feed that yep. much more because they're watching how you scroll. So... Now I see it all the time. Now I've, I've gamed the algorithm in a way I didn't want to game it, but I've done it inadvertently. And now I have to read this crybaby's experience with COVID very similar, by the way, to, to the time I think I've told this story before where a, a friend of mine got cancer. Right. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, this guy's a jerk. Hear me out. So she gets cancer. I think she's dying. Well, I'm thinking that all the time to be clear. Yeah. Thanks. I think she's dying. Like, I really thought life is on the line. And then I found out it's the same cancer I had, which is thyroid cancer. And the first thing your doctor tells you is, yeah, you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a cancer. But it's not like a serious cancer. I mean, all, sans- all cancers are serious. You, you, nobody dies from this. You don't die from thyroid cancer. You'll be fine. That's the first thing they tell you. And she was all, oh, oh um, <laughs> cancer survivor. Oh. It's one procedure, and then you take a pill. Well, that two I don't know if stemming. it was
1: Babylon B or one of those. Somebody put something up over the weekend that basically said anyone that's still wearing a mask is doing it purely because they're just ugly. (laughs) Yes. We actually went in, um, we did a little bit of shopping, went looking for some furniture. Uh, We got a new baby coming and all that. So uh, we went to a furniture store uh, right here close to you guys and walked in and we had done the thing where, you know, you just – We're now trained, right? It's very Pavlovian. We put the mask on before we walk in a door. And then we get in there and we realize the place is full of people. And we're the only people wearing masks. Yeah. So we both reach up and take them off.
0: Weird feeling, isn't it?
1: It is. It's
0: very awkward. You feel like such a schmuck. Yeah. Like, ah, man. Guys, I was just kidding. Like yeah. you would take it
1: off and be like, "I don't believe it either." Yeah, and then uh, we left there and we went and got some lunch, uh, a little drive-in place close by. Yeah, did the same thing, and even more so, I guess, because it's a restaurant. Even though that whole thing's stupid, right? Because everybody takes them off since, since they sit, you down. sit down. But so we did the same thing. We throw the mask on, and then I realize as I'm standing at the counter, I can see back into the kitchen. Yeah, like a diner type situation. So you can see all the staff. No one's wearing a mask. Yep. And then I kind of, you know, look around in the restaurant. Everybody's sitting in the booths and whatnot. Nobody's wearing one in there. Kind of gave my wife the elbow nudge. Like, yeah, we're not doing this either. But, you know, I stood there for 15, 20 seconds, not realizing that nobody else had one on.
0: Isn't it funny? It it didn't click.
1: Yeah. Didn't click that
0: nobody else had them on?
1: No. It's like I didn't even observe it at first. I had to like actually legitimately think about it for a second. Strange. Like a conscious thought of, hey, wait a second. So, yeah, it's was, it was really weird. T- My
0: wife made a fascinating point the other day where she said, it's weird to consider <clears throat> that there are children in the world who have never seen faces as a habit. They go out in public with sure. these, uh, I don't know what the word is for these parents who are so overly protective, you know, helicopter parents. Well, yeah, I mean, I could probably be considered that at a public playground for sure. Uh, But I mean, more like the paranoid, everything will kill you type parent, you know, the Daisy child parents, if you will. And uh, yeah, so they wear their masks. Yeah, exactly. They wear their masks everywhere they go. They're putting these little babies in masks everywhere they go. And then everybody the baby sees is in a mask. This baby knows nothing about human interaction at this point. Isn't that crazy to think about?
1: Like That's a real thing. I think about my my own daughter in that situation. She's almost two. So you got to think this started right around. That's crazy. 18 months ago. Yeah. uh, Right before she turned one. And so, um, you know, like I take her to daycare. I have to put one on to go in the daycare to drop her off. And I think about how strange that must be yeah. for for a child. Now, I think at this point, um, it's normalized. Yeah, She's used to that routine. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. I think about that almost every day because of that.
0: North Carolina is now telling kids between the ages of two and five they have to wear masks at school. Or what? Right. Or don't <laughs> like come to our are crappy are schools. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, what are we talking about? You want to get to arrest them? Who what knows? are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you do with a two-year-old that doesn't want to listen to you?
0: I, I'm guessing you slap it in the face and say, that mask could have protected you.
1: Oh. But it didn't. It, well, if the CDC tells you to slap a two-year-old by Jiminy, we're doing it.
0: It would fit the same Chinese-style propaganda we're feeding everybody about the masks, right? To go in, and the kid with the mask, you know, they take the hand <laughs> up, they come down really fast, and they just softly touch it. Oh, did that hurt you? And the kid's like, no. And he turned the kid without the mask. Whack! Yeah. And that kid starts crying. Goes, See, the mask will protect you. The mask <laughs> will put the mask on. Um, I just don't, you know, obviously we've said time and time again we're over it. Um, the, the people outside are absurd. They're absurd. You are the joke. Yep. Everyone's laughing at you. No one believes you're saving anyone, not even yourself. I saw a guy in a mask. And his shirt said, we're all in this together. And I thought, no, we're not. You're yeah. the only one. You are the only one. You and a handful of your hippy-dippy friends who who believe everything they've been told by the media that has now been caught lying, moving goalposts, doing everything they can do to increase their power. It's incredible. It's incredible. That's where we are. And so that brings us uh, to the story from msn.com, by the way. Right? So this would essentially, this is a Bill Gates publication, if you think about it. Right? Uh, what is mask mouth? Dentists give tips on preventing bad breath and cavities. Now, important to, as we mentioned just a second ago, remember this at the top bad breath, cavities both come from bacteria remaining in your mouth and not being dispelled naturally, which is by breathing out without a mask covering your mouth and nose. Interestingly, they're going to blame this on mouth breathing. There's, they say that mouth breathing has increased because you wear a mask. That would make sense because it feels claustrophobic and suffocating to put something, any sort of covering yeah. over your nose and mouth. As someone, by the way, who has consistently refused to wear a mask outside of the few times I've had to, it is, to me, it's very claustrophobic feeling. I told work, by the way. I don't like to fly all that much anyway. I can tolerate it, but I don't like the flying experience. But I can get on a plane and zone out, and I'm usually okay. I don't love it, but I told them when this all started, if they're going to put masks on us as we fly, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. I'm already claustrophobic from one experience, being in this plane in the air for two or three hours. You're covering my face up the whole time. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. I'm only saying that to say it's not meant to be there. It's very restrictive in ways we're not used to.
1: Well, but, I mean, there was there were people when, when this whole mask thing started. Now, and and rewind far enough back, and you'll remember Fauci and the CDC and the World Health Organization all said not to wear masks. Yeah, don't, don't do it. You don't need it.
0: No. Ineffective.
1: Which, they lied, but they only did it for our own good. So, it's okay. I forgive them. It's okay, because they didn't want the healthcare providers to run out of masks. So... It was okay if we died, but only because they lied to us because they had to. Right. And then it turned into, we need to wear the masks all the time. And I remember a big push right when that happened. Talking like almost a year ago right now, right? Mm -hmm. Where a lot of people were saying, it's not natural to wear a mask all day, every day. Not at all. Then you had people that were like dental hygienists and surgeons and nurses and people like that that were all saying, well, we have to wear them all day. We have to wear them all day. So if we have to wear them all day, it's not a big deal. You can do that too. Yeah. And they don't even wear them all day. They wear them. Well, that was going to be my explanation. I was going to contend that yes and no. You wear them a lot, but you don't wear it for eight hours straight. Right. I mean, you take a break. Right. You know, I mean, so. Well, well, by the way you're you're doing something
0: greater not greater more personally invasive than handing
1: some schlub is change well, at the what, local subway you know what it, i'm saying like it's a mask it's personal protective equipment so right. if you if you're wearing it because you need it because you're an environment in an environment where you have a need to protect yourself from something getting <laughs> into your body or the patient's chest cavity is split open you can reassemble the heart you yeah so you don't yeah, uh, you know, infect. infect them. Right. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense is guys outside running on a trail in a mask. Now let that's, me ask you this question. Not natural.
0: I, I would like for you to ask your mom this or, or anyone you know, um who would know, because I don't know the answer to this. Am I to believe that the free mask They'll hand me a discount tire today. They literally had a sign up that said, do you need a mask? And, and, you know, it's like telling you if you need one, we'll give you one. Cause they want you to wear one, but they don't want to put it up. That's required. Sure. I walk in, do you need a mask? Nope. Okay. No big deal. But am I to believe that the free handout at discount tire, that's the same mask that the surgeon is like, well, guys, Time for level same eight one. bypass operation. Yep. I'll take the hacksaw. And you know what? I like that discount tire mask I got for free this weekend. Just going to recycle that one if that's <laughs> all right. I like, guess the same. Is it really, though, the same quality and type of mask that those people are wearing? Uh, I I don't know. I really don't. I'm not saying that even a bit sarcastically. I, I, Maybe, I would tend I mean, to it's, believe it's not. It's
1: kind of comical, just the thought of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very. I you, would like to think it's not, because, but I wouldn't know the difference. Here's so. the thing:
0: if it is the same, shame on you, surgeons of the yeah, world. Yeah. You need to up your game a little bit because that thing, I'm breathing in and out through that thing. It feels completely ineffective, and we now know that the masks aren't entirely effective against the coronavirus by the way what are we up to what's the death toll this is the new death toll to track by the way is fully vaccinated people who are now dying from coronavirus we're up to 88 88. right now just just short of 90 last week we were at 74 on the on april i can tell you this for a fact on april 19th it was it was at 74 because we were having my sister's birthday dinner and i said to my dad have you seen that 74 people fully vaccinated have now contracted covid and died it's like you might as well flip, you know, roll the dice, yeah, man. Flip, flip a coin. Yeah. But who wants to alter their DNA every six
1: months in exchange for possibly not dying 0.05% of hey, the time? Hey, when you say in exchange, I think you're forgetting you can get a free donut. Right. And a free Budweiser. Right. Stupids. So. It's for your health. You got here's, that going here's for you. Here's a donut yeah. and a beer. Yeah. For your health. Stay healthy. Idiots.
0: All right, mask mouth. Simone Jasper, writing for the News and Observer, a Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, says face masks help to protect against the coronavirus, but wearing them can also lead to a stinky side effect, bad breath and tooth decay, possible when people have on face coverings for long periods of time. So, say dentists. That's because wearers tend to breathe from their mouths, which can lead to dryness, according to experts. Dr. Paya Gandhi, telling Texas Station KM. K-A-M-C, pardon me. Quote, now that a lot of us are mouth-breathing while we have our masks on, we're drying out all that saliva that usually protects us from getting cavities. And that's increasing our risk of cavities. Dry mouth can also cause smelly breath, according to the American Dental Association. Dr. Delia uh, Delia Walks, a medical doctor, told Nevada station KTNV, "quote Just because we're wearing a mask and we're not chewing gum and not worried about people smelling bad breath doesn't mean we're not having bad breath. You still have to concentrate on your oral hygiene." Dr. Rob Raimondi, co-founder of One Manhattan Dental, says, "quote We're seeing inflammation in people's gums that have been healthy forever, and cavities in people who have never had them before. So, how can you prevent mask mouth?" Dennis say. There are ways you can help protect against bad breath and cavities, but ditching your face covering isn't one of them. Saying, quote, uh, Gandhi, as mentioned before, telling KAMC, we don't want to stop wearing masks, but we want to be conscious of what we can do to stop the dryness in your mouth. To combat dry mouth, dentists suggest patients drink plenty of water, chew sugar-free gum, brush your teeth, and floss. The American Dental Association, in its guidance, also encourages regular checkups. But as I mentioned earlier, the CDC is telling you to bypass any non-essential dental work during the pandemic. Here's something terrifying, by the way. That article, which I'd never heard of, was written in August of last year. So we're a full eight months beyond... When apparently this was a thing where we all should have been saying to each other, "Hey, if you're going to wear your mask, wear your mask." But like for every hour you wear it, maybe take it off for 15 to 20 minutes, and literally allow yourself to breathe, normally, and maybe resalivate the glands.
1: Uh, so th- the fact that that article is that old makes me wonder now that we because uh, right around the inauguration the media kind of went on this blitz of you need to wear two masks. Yeah. So I wonder if we're exacerbating that situation by... You
0: know. I have a question I would be interested to ask a doctor. When I, I had... I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, I had a procedure of some sort done. I don't think it was my thyroid, but maybe it was. In fact, I do believe it was because here's what happened. I had to chew... Lemonheads and warheads, and the doctor told me if lemonheads don't make you salivate when you put them in your mouth, move to something stronger that will. Because my glands weren't being used at the time for whatever reason, I had to do these a bunch of different crazy diets, and I think, I think this was during my radiation. See, which, by the way, is not as scary as it sounds. Literally, I, for me, for me, for other people, it is. It's terrible. Please don't misunderstand. For me, it was not as scary as it sounds. I had to take a pill, and then I had to just really be alone uh, for four days, I think it was. I got to, like, chill on the couch and watch movies for four days. Uh, Not all that bad. Um, Like a mini vacation. But the point is, because my glands weren't producing saliva, I think because of the surgery or because of the radiation, maybe a combo of both, I had to chew on these candies. Because what I didn't know, and not chew on, just suck on them, what I didn't know is that when they become underactive, you can get stones. And yeah. that doctor told me, is it a salivary stone, I think it's called? He said, that will be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life, Yeah, getting one of those. Now, I've had kidney stones, right? And that was a bad pain. And I told him that. He said,
1: this will be similar, similar far, far concept. worse, man. It's like you're, yeah, you get like calcium deposits, and they start yeah. to build up, and then they can't it doesn't you know, naturally move out of the gland. So if they're saying that mask mouth is causing dry mouth
0: because you're not creating saliva the way you should, it makes me wonder. I go back to that, and I think about that, and I think, man, I wonder if people are beginning to suffer from those because their saliva glands aren't functioning at, at full capacity as they should.
1: What do you think it's going to take for the diehard mask people to give them up?
0: Man, that's a solid question
1: Because there's I guess what I'm asking is Or why I'm asking this is I feel like The people that are So attached to the idea of a mask I think they're gonna be You're gonna be hard pressed To see them wanna give that up Because It's almost like they've Attached it to part of their identity At this point
0: Yeah, that was about to be my answer Yeah I don't think they will Because it's become such a symbol of their virtue signaling. It proves that they care about other people more than they care about themselves. When, in fact, the opposite is is true. If they cared about other people, they'd study the science, they'd be cautious, and then they would move on and they would live their lives. But so many of these people, I think, are simply signaling that they're better than you and they're better than me and that they know more than we do. Therefore, they wear the mask that they'll keep it on to continue proving that point to a fault even. I don't think they get rid of them. I think they're here to stay for a very, very long time. Fauci has already said they're here to stay for years. And I think people want that to be true because we're in an in a, uh, environment as a society. The zeitgeist right now is such that everybody would rather Trump be that wrong than go back to living a normal life. That's what they're all trying to prove. Just sad. Yeah. And and they want Biden to be right at the same time. Simultaneously, <laughs> Trump is wrong, Biden is right. So we wear the mask and anybody that doesn't denies science and is unpatriotic. Joe Biden has even said it's a patriotic duty to wear the mask. That's what they're they're out there trying to prove. Well, did
1: you, you saw where I, it might have been over the weekend? He did a Zoom call with all like these other world leaders. And he was the only one on the call that was wearing a mask on the Zoom call.
0: Yeah, 16 and, world leaders, and yeah. Biden's the one wearing the
1: mask. So somebody asked old Saki there uh, to circle back to that, and she did, and she basically admitted that it was for theater. It was, no just, it was just to, you know, posture so that, you know, the American people know that you know, masks are something to take serious, essentially. I'm paraphrasing, but.
0: Like Ben Crump at a black man's funeral. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> Got old Al Sharpton behind him. Hey, man, brother! What a crazy world we live in. Anyway, that's Mask Mouth. Uh, if you're not doing something to fight it, you should. You should. I did. I do want
1: to add. Um, I don't know if it's even worth adding, but we it just, should start selling toothpaste on our website. <laughs> what did that? We should a, just have a tab that says Mask Mouth, and then we're just selling like you know toothbrushes and toothpaste. How do we get
0: generic bottled water made with with a label and make it like the the mask mouth antidote?
1: (laughs) I know a guy. Yeah? Yeah, I got you. So it could... We can can
0: make that happen. What would we call it? Uh, You know, mask mask mouth elixir comes to mind. That's, pardon the pun, that's a mouthful. I got told last week, by the way, which I thought was funny, our buddy James that we work with, Funniest guy, real super dry humor. I said, Pardon the pun. And he turned to me and he said, Chris, you say pardon the pun far too often for somebody not trying to make puns. <laughs> I said, Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, we need a name, and then we put it on a generic water bottle, and it's like our ma- our uh, mask mouth mask mouth medicine. There you go. M M&M&M. and M and M. Who's called 3M? Can we get? Oh yeah. Which company would we rather have sue us? 3M or M and Ms? That will decide our fate. M and M and M. M and M and M. I like that. M and M and M. All right. Listen. Take your mask off. Go back to life. Uh, real quick. Are you? You don't have to answer this. If you want to. Seriously. Feel free to say no. Are you going to get the vaccine?
1: Uh, I'm not saying no to your question. No, I'm not. getting. Okay. It. I'm not going to get the vaccine either. I'm pretty sure we've covered that.
0: But an Arkansas mother of five. Did you see this? No. Got fired. This is great. This this is probably my favorite story of the week. Except that my favorite story of the week is coming up in just a second when we do our vote of the week. Which is the heckler at the cop. We'll play that for you in a second. If I'm. Yeah. Okay, I'm reading it correctly. This woman worked for a cannabis dispensary in Conway, Arkansas. Okay? Now... They have those in Arkansas? They have them in Arkansas. I didn't know that. That was a thing. All right. But apparently you can go get your weed for what ails you at the Harvest Cannabis Dispensary in Conway, Arkansas.
1: Okay, thank goodness.
0: Harvest Cannabis Dispensary told this woman, you have to get the vaccine. And the woman said... Listen, and by the way, I share logic with this woman. Every time I've gotten the flu shot, I got it two or three years in a row. I'll say two to make sure I'm not lying. I know at least twice I got it, and I got terribly, terribly sick each time. For like a minimum of a week after. Same. Terribly sick, and I just told my doctor, it's not working for me, man. I never get that sick, and now I'm getting super sick. I'm just not going to get it anymore. He was like, cool. That happens for some people. That's the right decision. And by the way, I told the same doctor, I told the same thing when he asked if I wanted the COVID vaccine. I said, Doc, I get really sick with the flu vaccines. I'm not getting the COVID vaccine either. And he said, Fine. Everybody's choice. I have good reactions with vaccines. I'm getting it. This woman told her employer the same thing. She said, I get really sick when I get vaccines. I'm not getting this one. And you know what they said? You're fired. Fighter on the spot. Um, they actually did it. She tells K A R K. Nice. I mean, nobody sounded that out in the meeting. Nope. <laughs> so our our TV station is called Kark. Nah. Shut up, Phil. It's called K A R K, which which spells Kark. Phil, you're such a naysayer. Anyway. <laughs> She said, they did it. They really fired me. I didn't think it was really going to happen. I knew most everybody's names that came in there. I liked making people's day. That's my main thing in life is just to make people smile. Ah, that's why she worked at the weed factory. I was trying to figure (laughs) out why she picked that career path. I
1: get it now. Now I I
0: get it now. Wise said the vaccines make her uncomfortable, explaining she's had a history of experiencing adverse reactions to medicine. She says, quote, I'm always the one out of every 10 or so that has a bad reaction. I'm that one, so I would just rather not. I don't have good reactions with a lot of medicines. I just wish it didn't have to be this way, she added, saying. She wished her former employer would have permitted employees to make a personal decision about receiving the vaccine rather than forcing them to choose between the vaccine and her job. Uh, Her employer said a bunch of garbage nobody cares about. But the question that The Blaze answers here at TheBlaze.com, is it legal? Chris Burks, an Arkansas employment attorney, tells Kark, the dispensary's actions are legal. In Arkansas, your employer can fire you for not taking the vaccine unless there's an issue with a medical issue or religious belief. Seems to me she's in line with that second half Yep. to a large part. It'd be hard to argue religious beliefs because I don't know the religion that's like, yeah, weed's cool. That's eh, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Smoke it you know, if you got it. Uh, so that'd be a hard one. But she's a mother of five. I searched and searched, by the way, to find a GoFundMe for this lady uh miss wise what's her first name katherine wise i believe samantha wise samantha wise um if anyone knows samantha wise is connected to her in any way she needs to go fund me because i would like to make sure she never has to work again like not that i could do it personally but i would do everything in my power to give her a hundred bucks and invite everybody else to give a hundred bucks and then she just stick it to the man how much you know how much better could it be
1: yeah i think we're we're gonna hit an impasse here soon with uh, people not wanting to take the vaccine and things like this where employers are going to, you know, f- attempt to force people. Yeah. And I think the problem with that is, um, is one that Hillary Clinton created. Follow me for a second. All right, I'm with you. Um, she was uh, instrumental in the implementation of HIPAA. Okay. And so I feel like. There are certain things that your employer can't ask you when it comes to your medical conditions. I would have thought so. Um, I don't believe they can ask you what medicine you're on. They can't ask you if you have certain conditions or diseases. I mean, imagine imagine tomorrow your boss comes in and goes, Hey, Chris, mm-hmm. do you have AIDS? And you're like, I don't, I don't really feel like answering that question. That's not really any of your business. And so you're like, and then I'm like, no.
0: And he's like, well, how did you lose 93 pounds in the last two weeks? I'm like, ah, you got looking, me
1: looking slim and trim. <laughs> you got me. Well, uh, you know, so you, you respectfully decline and then they just right. fire you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty solid lawsuit, right? hmm. So by the same token, I feel like your employer can't ask you if you've had this vaccine or not. One would think. I would think. Now, I could be totally wrong. I'm not a. I'm certainly not an employment lawyer. Uh, who would want to be? Um, but, right. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, it just doesn't seem to add up to me.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh, you're in a management role at your company, right? I pretend. You, you oversee a, a certain number of employees.
1: Yeah, don't tell them.
0: Is it more than 10? You have more than 10 employees you oversee? Um, are, you, are you allowed to? I won't ask you to give an exact number. I won't get you in any trouble. Let's, let me ask you this. I'm very close to 10. You're very close to 10. Do you think you're close to 100? Uh, oh, are th- uh, we talking direct reports or are we talking total? That's yeah, just total. Total oversight. How many people at the end of the day? We'll call it 150. 150 ish. Okay, let me ask you this question. So that means how many direct reports do you have? Around 10. Okay, so you have 10 direct reports. Let's say each of those direct reports have 15 employees, just to make easy numbers, okay? How would you feel if suddenly your company came to you and said, every six months, we need you to make sure that every one of those people in that line, all 150 of them, all 150 people have been vaccinated every six months. Because by the way, that's what you have to do, right? You got to get this thing twice a year now. Right. So and and so it's two shots. Allegedly. Twice a year. Yeah. So I
1: think they're making it up as they go, just to be clear.
0: But that's where we are now. Right. From a logistics and a management standpoint, is that a task someone like you would want to undertake? Like, who cares? Who cares if they're vaccinated? Nobody is really dying from this thing at a rapid rate. Like, yes, the numbers look bad, but still ninety nine point nine five percent of the people that get it survive. What are we so worried about that, logistically speaking, we're going to introduce that much more of a burden to the management?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. And I I was having a conversation with a buddy uh, the other night, and we were talking about the fact that the 88 people have been fully vaccinated and have died, and you've had X number of people still get it. I, I don't remember what that uh, number was, but fully vaccinated people are still getting yeah. COVID. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stop it. So, uh, you know, I was... I, kind of just throwing it out there. Okay, okay. So what's the total number of people that have been vaccinated? Of that, what's the percentage of are still getting covid? What's the percentage of that that have died from it? And do those totals line up with the the whole of this thing? Right. I'm sure they do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what is this vaccine really doing? And I'm not saying that to be conspiratorial and and do the whole Oh, it's all fake. I'm just saying. What? What is the point? Yeah, but what if we found out it was? It's a placebo because I
0: could see Fauci doing that. But then, wait, the sugar water is
1: altering DNA. We've never seen it before. It's crazy. But if it, well, if Fauci did it, he'd patent it. He'd be like, well, it's 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 three parts water, one part sugar, and so I went ahead and got that trademark. I got that taken care of. Can you imagine being that guy? By the way. Like what other job in the world could you be so bad at and keep? Well, but he's not really doing any, any, what, what is he doing that a doctor does? All he does is it's, it's, it's a one, it's one continuous press junket. Right. That's all it is. He's on TV all day, every day. That's all he does now. What's the point?
0: But let's say you're in sales. Okay. Which he is. Okay. Let's say he's in sales. Your job is to sell things, right? In Fauci's world, a sale is a person not dying from COVID, right?
1: So, so his it's job being very generous towards him, by the sure. Way. But but yes, in theory,
0: yes. In theory, let's just let's make that the, the metaphor here, right? His job is doing itself for him. He has nothing yeah. to worry about. He doesn't have to do any work for his job to be done successfully. But let's just say that every death of COVID is a profit loss to the company. And then... You think about the fact that Fauci has gone into all these meetings with his boss and he's gone to the shareholders, that's you and us in this situation, and he's told them all these things that must happen for the profit loss to stop. Yet the profit loss has continued to increase and increase and increase, and now it has slowly begun to decline despite everything Fauci has said being wrong so far. He's hardly been right on anything, yet we continue to buy into him, and we go, well, leave him where he is. He's the highest paid federal employee in the com- in the country okay so here's your highest paid employee in the company who's wrong 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 profit loss profit loss profit loss profit loss and you look at him and you go but he doesn't go out and sell anything i mean our sales are still good but he doesn't sell anything you can almost equate it to being like a salesman for a gun company right now when everybody's out there or, you know, mountain bikes are the same way uh, and anybody that's trying to get into either of those industries and buy things right now knows those things are selling themselves because everybody's naturally uh, uh, gravitating towards them right now. Yep. Everybody's looking for those things anyway. So imagine me and the sales guy that you get to go around and you go, oh, look at what I did. Like, yeah, but how many of those sales did you close? Oh, not a one, not a one, but I still get my commission. I still get commission on everyone, but you weren't directly involved in the sale. Oh no, no, not at all. In fact, uh, I told my boss this is going to sound crazy. In March of last year, you're going to laugh at me. I said well, if I if I were you, um, I'd probably ramp down production on AR-15s because so many people have them. I don't even think they're necessary. And then, oh boy, oh boy, did that explode? Yeah, yeah. But I still get six percent per rifle we sell. Now, that's what Fauci is, you know. March of last year, no masks, no masks, don't mask up. It's bogus. You don't have to do it. March of this year, mask up, two masks actually. Hey, why not three? Like that's legitimately a thing. He's been wrong, wrong, wrong. His job does itself. He takes the credit for it, and then nobody holds his feet to the fire for the fact that people are still dying because of COVID. He hasn't figured out how to keep people dying from COVID.
1: Well, he doubles down on wrong. And then, when when that runs out, you just ignore everything you said in the past and move on to something else. And then you double down on that, and the process repeats itself.
0: Now that you put it that way, I can see why he's safe in a Biden administration. (laughs) I really can.
1: Bureaucrat with with a Democrat in office. What
0: an idiot. All right, listen, uh, maybe you're not going to get the COVID vaccine which means you'll get fired tomorrow from George's flooring or whatever company you work at. Uh, my that sucks anyway. <laughs> my Patriot Supply. Insurance for the unknown. My Patriot Supply. Uh, you go to com slash Supply. Food and water are the top two true essentials for survival. Uh, if today you lose your job because you don't get that vaccine, what do you have as a backup plan? This food stays good for up to 25 years. The coffee will go up to 30 years unopened in its packaging. My Patriot Supply provides long-term food storage that makes fresh and delicious food portable and long-lasting. They've got fruits and vegetables. They've got nuts, beans, rice. You name it, you can get it. com slash My Patriot Supply.
1: Hey, real quick, I want to add to that. Um I was talking to my brother last week and he was asking about my Patriot supply. He was asking, is the food actually good? And I told him, yes. Yeah. So it's one thing to read the copy and it says that the food is delicious. Mm -hmm. I think delicious in the context of food is a buzzword. Um, that doesn't necessarily do it justice. It actually does taste really good. Yeah. Um, uh, I even told him uh, not so long ago, we had a little, Storm, the Power got knocked out for quite a few days. Um, and that was the easy option because you don't have to keep food fresh. You know, so stuff that was in the fridge started to go yeah. bad. Um, and my wife and I uh, ate a few meals out of one of those and yeah. good to go. So um, what'd just, you eat? Um, I think I had, uh, it was like a beef stroganoff. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was a lasagna that was good. And it was like a breakfast thing. It was like, it was basically like scrambled eggs and sausage. Yep. It's really good.
0: Did you do the, is the lasagna in the pan type thing or, or did you just yeah. do it in the bag? Put it, yeah. Put it in the pan on that the in stove. the pan
1: everything else we did in the bag.
0: They have, um, a broccoli cheddar soup that what I like to do is I'll make the broccoli cheddar soup and then I'll chop up fresh broccoli and drop it in there right at the end. So there it's in go. there for like two or three minutes on the stove you get these big chunks of fresh broccoli. It is to the black bean soup. It, uh, I don't know if they still have that. Actually, I am saying that, but it's been a couple years since I had it. That was really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, I, I've even had like their freeze dried fruits and stuff, and they're good. Yep. It's it's not like a uh, fake meal. It feels like a real meal. It's really strange.
1: Yeah, I think people ha- good have like is. this idea of like uh, old sea rations or yeah, MREs yeah, back yeah. in the day, and them not being very good you know it's right. it's which is understandable sustenance but but really nothing more this actually is that it's uh, a lot of calories supposed to, you know it's designed to keep you going yeah um but it's uh which is a good thing in mm-hmm. this case for what it's intended for yeah um but it actually does taste good
0: i like everything about it um and i like that they pass yeah <laughs> <laughs> that helps. That helps. Half of a joke. Uh, but I will tell you this. There's, there's nothing here we would endorse that I, I wouldn't use myself, and My Patriot Supply uh, is, is a shining example of that. Uh, we've been using them before they are ever part of this. Um, same, by the way. I don't know if I should even say this because we're not doing anything with it. Uh, but the, the same for uh, Secure it Tactical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I got one of their safes on the way. And, and my closet was all their stuff. Been using them well before uh, we ever had any affiliation with them here. Um, and, and, yeah, love the stuff. What we should do for your brother next time he's in town and around, we should bring all the podcast stuff with us and make him a meal out of my Patriot Supply stuff. Fresh cup of coffee. I think we could do that. Coffee and breakfast. That's what go. we could do. Yeah, coffee and breakfast. And then just let him give an honest review of it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. He's, feel free to say so. That'd be fun. Okay. Now, uh, I meant to lead with this. Oh, I'm kicking myself. We're going to do our uh, our VOTA of... Week yeah, I'm on the fly here. Yeah, let's go ahead. I'm
1: an ambitious officer.
0: One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. Ah, It's the best intro to any intro to any segment ever on any podcast that's ever existed. Our uh, voter of the week is a Black Lives Matter activist. Really, we could make it all of them, uh, but we're not going to. He tried to troll a police officer, and uh, he, I mean... I don't think there's been a greater burn in the history of burns. This is uh, my favorite thing I've heard in a long time. Now, it is explicit. I'll try and cut it off before it gets explicit, but it's really, really funny. Listen to this. Are y'all going to kill me like Micaiah Bryant? Are you going to kill me like Micaiah Bryant? Fuck. Are you going to stab somebody like her? No are you gonna stab somebody like her? Got him. And then he says.
1: Oh, okay. she but she I called y'all for help. No, the fuck is you talking about? Get your
0: goofy ass. God, I can't God, and God. you just said that on camera. This God. shit going viral.
1: It's going viral. It's going viral. Uh he's yeah, for all the wrong reasons, buddy. <laughs> right.
0: What an idiot. He thought he was gonna get the cop in trouble. He really just made himself look like an idiot. I don't oh, love. y'all gonna kill me like Makai Bryant? Fuck. Are you gonna stab somebody like her? No, okay. she but she I called y'all he for help. He he loves- <laughs> oh man, I love it. Man. By the way, it's a black cop that, that drops that line on him. He's yelling at a black cop, and the black cop turns around, you're gonna stab somebody like her? It's so funny how quickly the left is turned on itself. And, th- and this in this Micaiah Bryant scenario is a shining example of here is a 16-year-old girl legitimately telling people she's going to kill them stabbing them with a knife over by the way house cleaning issues which is incredible to think about is that really what it is i've never even heard what what the squabble is about so she's in a foster home she's not even with a real mom okay okay which is really the question what's going on there what's going on in the home that a 16 year old whose
1: mother no no chris cops are the problem I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you checked in with LeBron. Or, yes. Uh, but uh, it's, it's definitely the police that are the problem, not the home. I the family life, okay? Speaking of LeBron,
0: I think this challenge is already out there. But I'll be on the record. I will accept any challenge between myself and LeBron James for a knife fight. And when he's willing to take me up on that and say, first one stab, loses... And he and I can get in any sort of ring and go at it. I'm willing to bet he won't take me up on it. Because on the half of a percentage, because this is a professional athlete, in much better shape than I'll ever be in. But he's got, it's such a slim margin, he wouldn't even chance ruining his career over getting stabbed. But he wants people to think about the fact, like she is literally stabbing someone to death. And LeBron James is like, I don't know, man. I don't know why you got to do that. And how, by the way, don't you love the irony in the fact that he hashtagged a tweet with the word accountability and then deleted that tweet? (laughs) Like, I want accountability. Oh, I was wrong. Delete, (laughs) delete, no accountability, no accountability. You don't really want accountability when you'll hide your sins instead of confessing and facing them and saying, all right, everybody forgive me, I got this one wrong. Uh, what you are is a spoiled, spoiled human being who doesn't live in the real world, who has no grasp of how things actually are for everyone out here actually living life every day. And you're denying, uh, really, the facts of the very community you're looking to prop up and defend so blindly. He comes back with that retort of, I'm tired of seeing black people killed. Well, I I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but you need to talk to the black community and, and figure out... Why this is such an epidemic? Because, by the way, by the way, here's something we know: the Stop Asian Hate hashtag is dwindling fast. I was gonna say, is that even still a thing? Because people have begun to do their homework, and they go, "Man, there's Asian hate crimes happening. Who is committing them?" And as it turns out, young black men are largely responsible for the violent crimes against Asian Americans. And so we turn that off ever so slightly because now it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Police officers are in the the vastest of the small minorities for violence against black men. It's largely black men committing crimes against black people. You have the case of the seven-year-old in Chicago getting shot in the drive-thru. A black man did that. A black man shot the eight-year-old in Atlanta while she was trying to get around with her mom in the car. And then you have the story, by the way, lest we forget. If you didn't see this, nine, listen to me, nine children between the ages of 12 and 17 shot at a birthday party. According to the New York Post... Nine children between the ages of 12 and 17 shot at a birthday party with 60 people in attendance and zero of them will talk to the police. Not one official statement given to the police when nine minority children are shot at a birthday party with 60 people in attendance. Now, you tell me, who cares the least about black children in America the white cop that will show up and shoot someone for trying to murder one of them or the 60 people who attend a birthday party and refuse to talk about the culprit that shoots nine black children at a birthday party. Who cares less for black people in America? It's the very people LeBron James wants to defend. The hard answer is, it comes across as that the black community cares less about their children than the white police officer who's willing to show up, put his life on the line, and put four rounds into a 16-year-old who's trying to murder a girl. Literally, actively saying,
1: I'm going to stab you to death. I don't know the the guy's name. It's escaping me. Uh, there's a clip from ESPN, woke ESPN of all places. This guy's like a former NFL guy, and he's basically making the case that uh, LeBron was an idiot. Uh, it was a good shoot. And so he says, you know, LeBron made a comment about, you know, uh, we got to have s- cops stop shooting black people. And he goes, hey, how about we just have, you know, black people stop shooting black people? No, you don't seem to care about that. Here's yeah. an idea. How about we just have people stop shooting people? Yeah. How about that? Why don't we break it down to that? And then maybe we could solve something. You know, again, paraphrasing, but. Uh, He kind of goes on a a pretty long tirade. Uh, I'm sure you can find that clip fairly easily. Again, I don't know who he he is but uh, because I'm not big into the sport. Uh,
0: Yeah, there's another famous – I want to say Kevin Whitlock. For some reason, that's popping in my head. Um, There's the other guy that got banned from Twitter, I think permanently. Jason Whitlock was his name. James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe. Jason Whitlock, I think, is banned now or at least got locked out for basically expressing the same sentiment. And what's funny is nobody else wanted to inject race in this, right? Like It was a black black Marxist woman and her friend who said, we should really talk about the fact that black lives matter. And the rest of the country went, okay, let's talk about that. And then they said, well, only in certain circumstances. And the rest of the country says, well, no, we'll talk about it all the time. I'm willing to talk about that all the time across every circumstance, with every factor possible, I'm willing to talk to you about the fact that I do believe Black Lives Matter. I saw a guy post the other day, I thought it was the dumbest thing, and he's wearing a t-shirt, and he's giving a speech about Black Lives Matter, he's a white guy, and his shirt said, I stand against racism. And I thought, what kind of life have you lived where you have to point out to everybody that you're not a racist? Like what is your character in the workplace, at home, wherever you go out in public that you feel compelled to say to people? "Hey, um, hey, uh, I'm not a racist. This is a hood for Halloween. Not a racist, though. All right, Cool brother. Yeah, he, I, cool brother. He's the same <laughs> white guy that says that. you ever see white guys do that to black people? Cool brother. Like, shut up. You're not a part of their
1: crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work that way. Treat
0: that person like an equal and stop acting like you have to pander to them. I was
1: listening to um, Joe Rogan had a guy named Dave Smith on. He's a comedian, um, allegedly. I don't know who he is, but he's you know uh, really on his show to talk politics. And um, he, he was kind of... Going down that rabbit hole of, you know how uh, woke culture makes you defend yourself and claim, "Well, I'm not a racist." Right. He's like, wh- "Why are we even here? Why are we doing that? You shouldn't have to do that." You know, they, it's almost like they're they're making you kind of stoop to their level. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it was a good, good segment there where I think he made a lot of good points about how we we as as people in general shouldn't have to do that.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, we need more people with uh, clout and public
1: stature willing to say,
0: Prove that I am. Yeah. Like, show me what in my body of work. Yeah,
1: the onus is on you making the claim, not me to defend myself. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, You can't just,
0: you know, we've we've moved into guilty until proven innocent these days. And it's not the way it works. If you make an allegation and you want to throw it at me, then make it stick present your evidence that suggests I'm in any way racist. And and then we'll talk about it from there. But instead we've reached this just absurd level of people like LeBron James who use their platform for disinformation, for saying things they know are patently false and defending a murderer. Like this is a girl who was literally screaming in the driveway that she was going to stab people to death and kill them and using expletives at those people and had a knife in her hand. And by the way, There's one thing about that video nobody seems to really focus in on. It's the fact that the man in gray, who is a 43-year-old man, is kicking the woman on the ground in the head in front of the cop. So you're a cop, you pull up, you get out of the car, and as you progress towards a woman who you're seeing being attacked and she falls on the ground, and then you see a 43-year-old man who I believe, well, I'm not going to say it because I'm not sure if that's true or not. But you see a 43-year-old man, you see a grown man, Kicking that woman in the head, and then you focus on the fact, by the way, what incredible wits about that officer that he could decipher between here's a man trying to kick this woman in the head, which is probably where my attention immediately would have gone. Hey, stop kicking her in the head. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? But he had the wherewithal to look over and see the woman in all pink being stabbed. Maybe, I guess, as he came to it, he realized that girl who was being attacked was being stabbed by the other person with a knife. So he followed well, her yelled, instinctively. She also
1: yells out, I'm going to stab you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not using her language, but yeah, that's what she says. Basically what she says, yeah. Yeah, and and you know that's... that's I'm just saying that's probably a good indication for the cop as to who needs your attention
0: well, and, in the moment. He, here's the thing. That's a crime in and of itself. You know, assault. There's assault and battery, right? And they're coupled together. And everybody wants to say that assault is the physical aggression. But assault, in some states and cases... Assault is simply promising physical harm in a manner in which a reasonable person would interpret it to mean you're actually going to do it. So if you were to pull a knife out, angry with someone say, I'm about to stab you like she did, that's assault. The battery comes when the physical action happens. Again, not always the case. In some places, assault can be different, but in some instances, that can be assault. So, the point is, the point is, she's already committed a crime by screaming that. Uh, she's coming out of the, the cop. 43-year-old man kicking that woman in the head. while she's, So, she's been stabbed, and he kicks her in the head, and then the assailant turns her attention to the woman in pink and begins to stab her, and the cop had the wherewithal to put four rounds in her and end the threat and save that other woman's life, and they want to act like he's the bad guy. In fact, the man who was kicking the woman in the head, is the one who screams, you shot my baby, I can't believe you shot my little girl. Something to that effect. That's him. But he was just busy, by the way, can we point out, lynching a black woman on the sidewalk in the middle of the day. So, you have people lynching a black woman and then attempting to murder another black woman and the cop stops it and he's the bad guy in LeBron James's eyes. That's an incredible just... Willful ignorance on his part, like you got to be so blind to reality and live in such a far off place to not understand that's exactly what was happening.
1: Well, I think there's a a, a strange desire uh, for more of these instances of you know, quote unquote police brutality. Mm-hmm. So more of the the George Floyd's, right? They and, want that, and we can exalt these these people to some strange version of sainthood uh, because they're involved in something they shouldn't have been involved with in the first place. It's like we talked about the other week, you know, there's faults all around. Mm -hmm. Don't be there trying to stab somebody and you won't get shot. Easy enough. isn't it? don't do bad things and bad things likely won't happen to you. But you know, as well as I do, there's this, there's a rush to be first Mm -hmm. in the media. So uh, you have, that's I think that's a direct result of LeBron James tweeting something ridiculous like that with with no real thought behind. Well, let's let's wait and see what happens. Right, right. You know, he just wanted be to get the right he wanted to get to it out there and get yeah. ahead of it. Yep. And and the the media wants it just as bad as someone like LeBron does because they want the ratings and whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so I, I I think that's a that's a scary proposition where the media. Um, and they, they've always been this way. Um, I just think uh, maybe this is even more sensational than, than anything in the past.
0: I would suggest, I've said this before, I think I've revealed this here. Uh, I drive around with Black Lives Matter masks. I have face masks in my car that say Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter on them. And uh, I have those in case I run into some uh, that are disrupting the flow of traffic and looking to cause trouble. Um, because I don't want any trouble. I want to roll out of there. So my goal is to slap that thing on, put my fist in the air, and roll through, right? I would posit that there's no difference between me doing that and placating them just to get home safe and not have any sort of interaction. There's no difference in me doing that and what LeBron tweeted. And what I mean by that is LeBron is acting outraged because he thinks it's the right thing to do in order to maintain his fame. He doesn't really care about black lives. If he did. He would be out there actively involved in some sort of anti-violence in Chicago. He could easily go to Chicago or Minneapolis. Uh, he could go out to Los Angeles. He could go to Compton. He could go to any number of places. Washington D.C. Where we know that the black on black crime is extraordinary. Where black people are dying in droves every single day he could go to any one of those he could start an initiative meant to get in between black people and the crimes they may commit maybe he does do that maybe he has a charity that does that and if he does kudos to him and he should double if not triple down on it he's got more money than he could ever spend i'm sure so why not invest it all into that beyond where the tax advantage ends by the way He should be going and doing that. We should see LeBron on the ground talking to these kids about the fact that violence is never the answer and that if you have an interaction with the police department, the right thing to do is to comply and to talk your way out of it as best you can. But being physically aggressive with the police will never get you anywhere. And by the way, if you have a warrant on you, go in with them and get bonded out and go home to your family. Do not fight. Do not fight. You don't fight with police. You comply. You comply. I can't think of an instance where complying with police wouldn't have saved the quote unquote victim's life. Had George Floyd not asked to have been laid on the ground, would he still be alive? Probably not, because he died of cardiac arrest. That man was on his way to dying anyway that day. That was his last day on earth, I think, without interaction with the police or not. Um, Michael Brown's a great example. Uh, Eric, what's his name? The I can't breathe guy that started all that. He was illegally selling cigarettes. He got caught up. He fought with the police. So they used the uh, chokehold. So they say, I don't, I think the guy's uh, forum was around his chest. Doesn't matter either way. Eric Garner, um, Eric Garner w- would still be alive. Had he complied? All these people would be alive. Had they complied? Um, even the kid you know with the taser i guess being the point right like had he not gotten into his car and attempted to flee the officer would have never drawn her gun instead of her taser had he complied he'd be alive right so uh, that could be a common theme for lebron that could actually save the lives of black people around this country but he doesn't go out there and say it and i just don't know why i don't know why he's not willing to just be common sense but i guess my point is that proves that all he's really doing is posturing in order to be accepted, to gain the advantage he needs, which is exactly what I would do when I put that mask on, put my fist in the air, and I say, "Hey, uh, you know, I got water here for for the marchers. I'm supposed to be dropping it off. Has anybody seen whoever? Make a name up. And when they go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know, or no, we don't know. I'm gonna go. Well, I've got the water he wanted. Where do I go? Help me out. Where do I? Go? All right, let me just let me through. I'll find him. Let me through. I'll find him, and I'm out. Like, that's my goal. It's my game plan going in. No difference. None at all. I will take advantage of them to get what I need out of it. And that's
1: exactly what he's doing. I keep a pallet of bricks in the back of my truck for the same reason. Then they would know you were with them, right? Oh, yeah. This guy.
0: Come on in. Come on in. When did uh, President Biden tell you to be here? Because I think you're late. Oh, sorry. supposed to drop those off yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, man. Where you been? All right. Anyway. Hey, I hope your wife has her baby. Me
1: too. I hope it's a quick one. Likewise. Was your first one quick? Pretty quick. Yeah, relatively. Right, I think this, so.
0: This one will be super quick then. Yeah. Our daughter, the third kid, was born in seven minutes. I hope for something similar. That was actually really yeah. nice. Yeah. Like push! All right. Alright. Cause you know, it's it's tough to, to have to just stand around and wait on that all day. That is true, it's taxing. <laughs> I hope she Who hears wants it. that? Alright, good luck to you, buddy. Thanks, uh, man. we'll be back in 2 weeks. We won't be here next week. We'll come back in 2 weeks for another fun-filled episode. We'll solve all the world's problems in about 70 minutes with the next episode of the Felt Recall podcast.